This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week it's Coronation Weekend. Can Dundee claim the championship crown? And Surging United set sights on slumping Saints. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Twa Teams One Street. What a momentous, humongous edition it could be. I'm Tom Duthie, and I'm joined in the studio by George Cran. Hello. And Graham Finnan. Hello, everyone. Because Alan Temple's not here because his car's <laughs> broken down. What an excuse that is. <laughs> well, I have to say, call, call it my scepticism over modern technology. Has his car broken down or did he forget to plug it in last night? <laughs> But anyway, he'll be back next week. Will Dundee be back, George? That's the big question looking towards tomorrow night's showdown. That was a nice segue, I like that. I know, it just yeah. came to me. I never thought, I'd like to claim credit for it, but <laughs> the words just came out of my mouth in random fashion. Uh, yeah. Oh, George. <laughs> George, that's, that's a, that's there, a, isn't it? I've booked the champagne. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, I said I was very confident last week that they would do it last week, and they didn't. So it's put a wee bit of doubt in my mind, but I, I do think this game will suit them a lot better. Um, Queen's Park are not going to set up with a whole team behind the ball and time-wasting from the first 10 minutes like Cove Rangers did last week because um, they need to win. There's... No ifs or buts for, for Queen's Park. They, only a win will do for them, and I think that might suit Dundee. There'll be a bit more space. And we've seen already this season that Queen's Park do give you chances. Um, looking at the stats throughout the season, Callum Ferry has regularly been the most the busiest goalkeeper in, in the league or makes the most saves anyway, um, which tells you that they give you chances. So it's up to Dundee, and the, the problem they've had all season is taking chances at key moments. They need to be taking their chances on Friday, but I, I, will I, they? Yeah, I I think they will. Cautiously optimistic. Bear, but, but bear oh, in mind that it is Dundee. It's Dundee, <laughs> yes. Bear, I was going, I was going to say, trying to improve George's mood. Is <laughs> <laughs> the the key of what he said there is, uh, and I thought this. I actually did listen on the radio to Morton Queens Park. Uh, last year's uh, last week and so apologies to any motorists when I was out for my <laughs> walk on the Casa Gowrie for the, seeing this boy jumping about first in anguish and then in joy is the key that Dundee can go up with a draw and that maybe suits them and that Queen's Park have to come at them and Dundee can win the game that way on the counter attack it certainly helps. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. And for a team that hasn't lost in nine games, George, is mm. it? You know, they're in, they're in in the box seat, but they've been in the box seat for the last four or five weeks, from from what I can see. Um, and they've not really managed to get the results required. Uh, good point at Arbroath, a good point in Verness, but then slip up at home against Morton, which ultimately get a point at yeah. the game. And then obviously last week against. Cove Rangers 
which was always for me was always the banker win coming in that's mm. what concerns me a lot fair play to Paul Hartley we spoke off air about that Paul Hartley set his team up very well for a, for a part time team to come and do that for 90 minutes mm-hmm. and, and have the mental strength to keep that sort of shape says a and lot and not the what, youngest team no, you'll see says a lot of what he, he's, he's, he's done up there because they were shipping goals for fun um, about two months ago and a couple of dens and keep a clean sheet. They did very well. But I've got well, to say, fair, uh, fair play for throwing fair play out the window as well. Yeah, well, that's but that's yeah, that's they, football. They, nah, no, they got. They we got, knew Dundee they knew, Dundee knew exactly what they had to do in that game, you know, and and they couldn't do it, and and they just lacked, they lacked a wee bit of quality at times, or a lot of the time, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think uh, Scott Fox in the Cove goal really was tested too much. No. Every, everything that he saved. You would have expected him to save. There weren't many opportunities. There was one early on when they did get in behind, hmm. uh, and Alex Jakubiak flashed one across the goal, and, and Zach Robinson just couldn't get on the end of it. And I think one goal would have changed the whole complexion of that game. And I would have expected Dundee have got it early on to go on and, yeah. and win handsomely, but it didn't happen. They became more anxious. The fans became anxious. We continually saw. Uh, Sweeney at the back, charging forward, galloping down the left wing with the ball, and really, you know, that's the last thing you needed to add another player into a, a, a crowded area, which was just sort of 20 yards outside the box into the penalty box, you know. They weren't drawing Cove out, and that's what they had to do, and they couldn't do it, and that's a bit of a concern. Um, but George is right. Uh, Queen's Park have to come and win the game. Don't yeah. They don't have to win the game. But if you're Gary Boyer, you're telling your men you've got to go out and win that game. The yeah. last thing Dundee need is going down the, f- the final 20 minutes. And then when it gets to that point, if it is still level, then it does become a case of, you know, you don't lose the game. But I think the ideal scenario is for Dundee to go down there and win. And they should go, what Gary Boyer should be saying to his players this week, and I'm sure he has, is drilling in on the fact that I think well, I think Dundee are a better team. He obviously believes Dundee are a better team. The stats show that Dundee are a better team. They've played they've played Queens Park uh, four times this yeah. season. They've beaten them three times mm. and drawn with them once. So there's no inferiority complex here. They should be going down with confidence, looking to do a job. And you know, although as a you know, you know, it's going to be a nervy occasion. Dundee can can make it easier by by getting their noses in front and you know seeing the game out. But uh, yeah, it's a massive game and I'm really looking forward to it. But you, you speak to Gary Boyer all the time, George. Is that the message he's tampering to his players and to everyone else? Get ahead. Get ahead in the game. Because uh, Queen's Park have got the harder task on paper. Mm-hmm. If Dundee go ahead, they've got a mountain to climb, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, to be fair to him, the, the message he keeps... Uh, keeps going with hasn't changed all season that's the, the one game at a time mantra and it's certainly not changed this week we were having a bit of a laugh about it at the press conference yesterday because we, we kind of know exactly what he's going to say and we'll try to figure out a different way to approach it um, but I, I, th- I think that way to go about things it should pay off in this aspect because Basically, his job this week is to try and play it down with the players and not get too anxious and, and nervous ahead of the game and play it like they played the approach to the previous games against Queen's Park. Um, easier said than done because the players all know how big the game is. Yeah. They, they, they read stuff and all they have to do is look at the table. Um, 
but I get the feeling that the frustration of the last few games, certainly against Cove, might help as well. That might just push them on a bit. That they know they've still got work to do, and they have to be better than they have been in the past few weeks. Because um, three draws in a row isn't exactly title-winning form. And although <laughs> it would sum up this season if Dundee won the league with, with a draw. five draws in the, and it's, was it four it's draws in five? It's running because it's dramatic, but actually the top two. Aren't in yeah. great form. Dundee, be, Dundee are okay. I think it's the Queen's worst. Park are really struggling. It's probably the worst form I've ever seen of two title challenges at <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the end of the season. Because uh, Queen's Park, I think, have won win in six or something. And Dundee have, they are unbeaten in nine, but they've drawn, uh, what, four of the last five, I think. I could see the two teams being desperate to win the toss just so that they don't have to kick the ball first. <laughs> uh, it's just a mad. A mad uh, league because when you look at Greenock Martin, they're sitting in sixth, but they're only six points behind Dundee in top spot. Yeah, and they can't. They may. They might not even make the playoffs. Uh huh. And they've got a very good record against. They haven't. They haven't lost to Queens Park, and I think um, without sort of clutching at straws, the the score seem at Morton last Saturday seemed to flatter Queens Park. Morton played very yeah. well. It sounded like a really good top. game on the. No, I listened to the radio as well. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. Because the goal came against the runner play in the first half, didn't it? The Queen's Park goal. Yes, very much so against it. was a more even second half mm-hmm. from from what I read uh, and what I heard, uh, rather. Um, the, w- the one thing I would say about that was Morton are uh, one of the more. Fi- in a fair way, Morton are very much one of the more physical teams mm-hmm. in the league. And that didn't seem to suit Queen's Park. Dundee like to play a bit of football, don't they? Hmm. Is it time to throw sharpen your studs and get stuck in? I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see what team he plays. Uh, well, for a couple of things, one knowing that you've a point, does you? The second one knowing that you've not really hit the standards in the last few weeks hmm. that Dundee fans would have expected. I'm sure that Gary Boyer would have expected that. You know. He, he, he's persevered with the two wide men but with Hannah and McKibben and, and, and the majority of these games and they've, they've not really delivered the way they should have I'm just wondering if it's a time to bring back uh, experienced head Cammy Kerr for me I would but it's, it's what you do it's, it's how you play him in that team I mean he obviously he would go right back where does Josh Mulligan go Josh Mulligan has done well Josh uh, Mulligan yeah. I think he was the best player last week. To be honest. I think he yeah. offers more from the middle of the park. I've got to say, rather than at right back. But yeah, you're right. He, he has done well. And Boyer is one of these managers. He's very fair to the players. Mm-hmm. But you know, Cami on the left. That would be a big call. Cami can can play on the left. There's no doubt about that. And he, and he's going to be up against one of their, their best players in Grant Savory, who likes to play on on the right hand side. Um, um, but then going forward. You know, Cammy's over the years has done much better going forward from the right hand side. From the left, it makes it more difficult. I've got to say, but yeah, but the team as a whole has to do better. Do they still persevere? But you know, the the two in the middle of the in the park, uh, two in the middle of the park, Barry Maguire and mm. and, and, and Lyle Cameron. That for me, that has been exposed a wee bit in, in, in recent games. And although the, the, they've come away with, with results, they're not they're not getting a real foothold in the yeah. game. I'm just wondering if he fills up the midfield a bit more. It may be the case that he starts with what they've got, and if, if they do get their noses in front, he quickly quickly changes things and, and, and shuts up short. But, uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I think it is time for a change, and, and one because players, when you're on the park, you've got to you've got to produce something each week to keep your jersey. And I don't think enough boys are doing that at this point in time. So it's open for him to go and go and make the changes. Um, so Paul that, McMullen's just been nominated well, and did well when he came on last Friday. I go. I, I would have thought I don't he know about, personally I don't know, he yeah, did enough I don't to know about George there seems we spoke about this Paul McMullen went off the boil so he was playing really well he was getting goals he'd had goals these games he, he's always been the, the main man for assists mm-hmm. for, for goals in this Dundee team um, he didn't get as many goals as we thought he should have then he started scoring goals in games and you know that he became a really really viable player for Dundee and then there was a wee rumour that he'd actually signed a pre-contract with yeah. Motherwell and suddenly the speculation and his form dipped slightly and he was taken at the team and he's never really managed to get himself back into it but I, think, I still think Paul McMullen uh, offers you a wee bit more than Luke Hannon and Luke McCowan at this at this point in time Paul McMullen picks up areas he doesn't really stick to, to the wide areas he'll come yeah. inside and take the ball from the middle of the park and start running at, at teams um, so yeah it could be it could be the game the game for him uh, I, th- I think he's struggled a wee bit coming off the bench as well yeah. to get himself into the game and up to the speed of game uh, in recent weeks he's not been in great form lately and that's why he's, he's been on the bench but first half of the season he was unplayable at times he's just too fast for the for the championship at, at times um, well, the one thing I probably shouldn't forget is that his personal life changed quite a lot mm-hmm. in the second half of the season having his first child so I'm sure that maybe has an impact as well Uh well, you know, no you know that, George. Yeah, I'm not a professional footballer, so I, I can just about cope with the lack of sleep. I don't know how, how that <laughs> might affect him. But um, he's also, I want to say as well, he's also one of the players who was at Kilmarnock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, who played in that playoff mm-hmm. along with a few others who have been there and has got the experience of getting yeah. through big games like that. So yeah, that that could be invaluable tomorrow night. Oh uh, yeah, I think that could be hand, handy for Dundee because there is quite a lot of that squad still around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Queens Park one promotion last season but this is totally different kettle of fish when it comes to getting up to the premiership and they don't have that same experience um i think that could be vital certainly the two center backs will be absolutely massive they, they have been massive all season mm-hmm. but you have the best defense in the in in the division probably sh- should I've be had better. a few bleak days yeah they've had some bad days but it makes it hard to predict doesn't it both yeah. both teams have had good days and i would argue until i'm dark blue in the face that on on their best day Dundee would win this game yeah but there's so much more than just natural ability but for me one thing I think when I look at it and we're, we're a bit worried sitting here but when I look at it in Dundee's favour is they've got strong defenders and strong hard running attacking forwards and for our attack minded players and I sort of think they've got enough in attack you know without making it a 10 man attack mm-hmm. if they play McMullen you could be up front um, McCowan on the left if he if he takes a game he's, he's a match mm-hmm. winner and they've, they've got these guys that three or four of them can get forward together uh, Zach Robinson I, he was the one I, I felt a wee bit for him uh, last week because I felt the, the, the 
two chances that fell to him in the box and Gary Boyer said on the TV after the match, oh, he'll be disappointed. You're always disappointed when you miss, but they were both difficult chances. Uh, I still think if they, create, if they give him a clear sight of goal, I would fancy mm-hmm. him to score. But looking at recent form, he's only scored in one of his last nine games. He did, he, did, he, up, he did score two in that game. <laughs> he did, to, to be fair to me. And yeah. I don't think he's been bad. It's just that he's, the goal score wise has just kind of gone off the boil a wee bit. He did have an injury in there. and he br- I, What I like about him too, he brings yeah. other players into the yeah. game. Yeah, very much I think so. he's been yeah, excellent. That's a very yeah. strong part of his game. He traps centre halves and, and yeah. spins them and, and then opens the door for Alec Jakubiak. And hopefully this week you know there will be a bit of space in there uh, yeah. they'll be able to, to perform and, but they do need to deliver that's uh, tomorrow night is the time to deliver ah. now I mean we need Zach Robinson or Alex Jakubiak or Paul McMullen or whoever it is the time is there to deliver mm. now and go and go and win that game go and win the game they'll make as I say they'll make them a point in the game where you get to 70 minutes 75 minutes where you say that's enough that's, don't a, lose. that's enough yeah. Just, we'll, we'll take our chances with what uh-huh. we've got you know but uh, certainly <laughs> initially the yeah. best, best thing is be on the front foot and the whole, as we've seen I mean Callum Ferry f- former Dundee player of course and a good keeper always f- felt he was a bit on the slight side mm-hmm. uh, you know for a goalkeeper but he's done well he's, he's kept All his right. place a, a, yeah. a, a, a strong going Queen's Park team uh, you know but as you say he's had to make saves this season so that, that suggests that Dundee are going to get chances tomorrow yeah, night I think so. and then yeah. Jakubiak has done well against Queen's Park this season he scored mm-hmm. right at the start of the season at Oakleview when he was in that good run and then he he scored in the most recent game, the 3-0 win. So, does enjoy playing against them. Kwame Thomas, I think, would probably feel a bit hard done by that. He's not man- those two goals he scored against Morton hasn't given, seen him get more of a chance. So, there are, there are decisions to make. And obviously, Kwame gives you a different sort of striker, proper target man, whether if Dundee are behind, they might need that. But yeah. It's, they do have options, which is good because uh, a lot of, you've seen a lot of championship mm. teams this season where they can't fill their bench mm-hmm. they do, they've only got two subs some of them sometimes uh, so they do have the options and there's there's no fresh injuries which which is good um, so yeah really interesting to see what team Gary Boria goes for because he's picked the same team the exact same squad the last three games but they haven't won any of those games yeah to latch on to something Bear said there as well has it been a diff- will it have been a difficult balance for Gary Boyer to strike this week because you've got to get them over the disappointment of last Friday because if one goal would have won them the league last Friday as it turns out with a Queen's Park result but at the same time he has to get the message across doesn't he that Dundee should be going into this game expecting to come out as champions in the championship I think so <laughs> well, exactly. That's what that's what that's what it should be. I mean, and what what a better way to do it to to sort of grab the championship than beating your nearest rivals on their own pitch, final game of the season, yeah. and just to make a statement saying, "Look, we are the best. We team. are the best team. Yeah. We've maybe we've, we've made hard work of it this season, which I yeah. think anybody looking at that, and I've been to the majority of games, I would say Dundee have made hard work of it, mm-hmm. but they've got themselves into that position where." whereby they can go and win the league tomorrow night and yeah that's it. I'd love to see that I'd love to see them going and playing and, and, and winning the game handsomely and you know but I doubt that it's, such, it's going to be such a tight game it's going to be first and foremost 
you know, make sure you don't lose mm-hmm. a goal, but you've got to try and play. You've got to, uh, there's going to be nerves. The fans will be nervous. The players will be nervous. But let's I'll be, on- be behind the couch. Let's let's be honest. I mean, you're not stepping out into the front line in Ukraine. You're going to play a football match. So you've yeah. got these guys are professional. That's what they get paid to do. Mm. The first thing you do your job, you do what you're trained, you do what you're drilled in, and you're hoping that Dundee have more players with better ability that will put them on top and tomorrow night and they can they can go and do that. And another plus for Dundee, and thank goodness it was resolved, and some credit goes to Queen's Park here. Dundee will have, I think it's about 1,100 fans. Yeah, you've changed June from last week. Well, no, I'm still a bit confused by it all, because <laughs> yeah. it was a bad, they, they made a mistake. They made a bad mistake, I pilloried them for it, and I don't apologise for that. And then they were forced by the league to change, and then... <laughs> they seem to have yeah. also changed. They, they, the league said, no, you'll need to give them, we believe it's a thousand. But then once that thousand were gone, they, without any real, without any pressure, have come up with another hundred or two hundred or whatever yeah. tickets and said, no, you can have that as well. So, so you know, well done. Well, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not looking for them to hold their hands up and say, we are sorry and make a grovelling apology because actions speak louder than words. They've given... In the end, they've given Dundee more tickets than they were told they had to give Dundee. So yeah, well almost done to them. almost three times as many now. Yeah, I guess you, you know, well, yeah. well done to them uh, for that. But I mean, that can that can play into Dundee's favour, can't it? I hope so. I mean, you do expect obviously Bears going. He'll be noisy. Yeah, the the way crowd all season it has been fantastic, and you expect there'll be an extra buzz about them for this game, even if it's only eleven hundred when it could be. Double, triple that, even maybe even more if it was a bigger stadium. They'll still be making a, a hell of a racket and, and pushing their team on. I thought the crowd actually last Friday were really good. Um, we've all seen how it's been, at, particularly in the main stand, uh, dense in big games and, and teams not the team isn't quite firing on the pitch and the grumps and, and mumps and moans start. But the second half out of nowhere. The, the main stand certainly just were on their feet and started singing and to push their team on. They, yeah. they deserve great credit for that because it, it probably would have been easier just to get upset and, and anxious and impatient. But I think they, they were real credit last week. Uh, that's another way of saying just be themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, that was... Uh, felt completely unbidden at the time that the fans just got up and, and tried to get behind their team because they knew their team needed a bit of, bit of help um, hopefully their team can repay that favour on Friday night and they don't have to push their team on and some, some amazing scenes obviously I hope the players took note of the fact that many fans actually turned up early on Monday morning to get tickets Sunday night Sunday night yeah. Yeah. you know I'm just wondering if it was somebody in a camper van <laughs> but were they actually there for tickets or did they just stopped at Dens for a <laughs> overnight and then suddenly got up in the morning and went what's everybody <laughs> here for <laughs> there's been plenty of oxygenarian <laughs> couple <laughs> open the door and went, this is usually a quiet place to I know. park I know but the players should be should be looking at that hopefully the fans that I've gone the majority of away games I've all managed to get tickets I yeah, think, that, I think that, that's yeah. important I think the supporters clubs have been looked after to to a point where they've been given a, certainly a percentage of tickets for their supporters I mean for anyone who like myself who started off the season down at Strandbar and has followed them to Inverness and the Somerset Park and 
to for Hill, I would have been really disappointed if I didn't get a mm. ticket. I, I'm, unfortunately, I, I do have one, and I hope so anyone else. You want a medal, should. George? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but a medal for what? <laughs> for the pain. <laughs> for the pain. Um, you know, ho- hopefully, every everyone who who is who is done likewise has managed to get a ticket obviously everyone can't be there I'm sure there's a few more of the fo- uh, home fans who understand some people can't get to away games for, for various reasons um, hopefully that uh, if they can't get a ticket they'll see it on the TV as anyway and you know done mm. the computer on the show but I hope the players have taken all that on board going into tomorrow night's game yeah. you know what it's, what it's all about what it means to be a Dundee supporter It was good to see that the players turn up uh, Cammy Kerr Adam Langston's and Ryan Sweeney they're, they're the kind of leadership group among the, the squad and, and they came along to, to speak to fans and shake hands and stuff oh, well on, on Monday that. morning so I thought that was really good and going back to the action on the park to turn a negative into a positive if we can can they use the disappointment of last Friday not just the emotional disappointment but by analysing Here's here's how you could have handled the situation better, and stuff like that. It's almost they're getting another chance, aren't they? Yeah, I think there was there was a sense of disappointment on Friday night because they knew that that a win could have, and as it turned out, we don't know what might have happened if Dundee had won the game. With yeah. we would push Queens Park mm-hmm. on even more. We don't know, but you know there was disappointment. I think they'll have taken a bit of encur- taken a bit of encouragement from the fact that Queens Park again failed to failed to do their their part and they do have you know Gary Boyer ultimately will have drummed it in them pretty quickly this week that game's over as he's done all season George mm-hmm. you move on to the next game yeah. um, and again you just drum, in, drum into them and you know the, the, the fact they're playing a team that hasn't beaten them this season time hasn't beaten them it's been you know, on a very bad run of results as well. Absolutely. Hasn't beaten them in the league since 1957. No, George, that's going, that's oh. going, uh, that's going <laughs> way, way back before my time, I've got to say. Yeah. But, uh, Just. They've only played about four times. But, what, what, but. The other side of the coins, this game is a cup final, effectively. For, yeah. You know, it's, it's a cup final, except that Dundee draw the cup final, they get the cup. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a huge added bonus uh, for, for the players. But, no, Gary Boyer's just... He, 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 He'll have an idea what. Well, he'll know what his team is, so he'll have them, you know, been set up all week on on various a- aspects of this game. But the one thing I would say, I hope that he's been drumming them is that they are a better team than Queens Park. Yeah. That's the most mm. important thing. You're going on that part, knowing that you're better in the opposition. That gives you a head start straight away. Is it that old thing? Tell him he's pearly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I suppose that you do. Uh, it is a balance to strike. I mean, I'm sure there are things that Gary Boyers wanted to point out that went wrong last week that he's maybe skipped over because you know, he's not wanting players to feel bad about themselves this week. Yeah, I think that kind of spoke to his post-match demeanour. He was kind of quite breezy and, and upbeat and I'm not sure everyone uh Maybe not everyone it got it. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think he was just trying to keep things calm and... Uh, in terms of his squad and his players, so his players didn't get too down on themselves for for missing that chance, um, because that's no use this week. You need your team to be positive and yeah. confident. Um, and there's nothing they can do about last Friday now. No. Exactly. And they're, to be honest, they haven't had the results recently, but performances have been pretty decent. Um, yeah, you two were raving about them up at Inverness. Yeah, I was. I, for the first 65 minutes they were far better than Inverness they just didn't put the goals on the board to justify that and 
as I look at George's very extensive league table here, they've actually uh, they've lost fewer games away from home mm-hmm. this season, uh, which is makes the home record a bit disappointing when you see four four defeats. But uh, there's a lot there. I mean, they've only lost. Yeah, they've lost, they've lost three. In a, uh, three it's, of it's, it's, what is it? Well, my maths is great. Three of seventeen, yeah, is it? I mean, the places have lost. Air United at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. They've lost at Cartlow, which is an incredibly tough place to go. And they've also lost the dark, Dundee's the dark one up at up at Cove, yeah. which uh, is, a, is, a, is a sore one. But other than that, they've been they've been pretty stoic away from home, and they've been resolute in games. Um, they've shown that they can come back in games as well. I would say that as well. I would I would make the point mm-hmm. that look. Any team's capable of scoring a goal. If you go down in the game, it's not yeah. time. To, you know, mm. you know, start losing your concentration. You you can work your way back into the game. Obviously, if you go down in the game, and there's only ten minutes to go. You start you know pressing the alarm bells. But if you go down in the first half, the game lasts ninety minutes. You've got to play and and set yourself. They were winning one nothing at Capello last week. They ended up losing two one. So you yeah. just got to you've got to bear that in mind and and, and do what you're good at. And. Uh, Dundee have experience of that at Ockelview against Queen's mm. Park this yeah, season. Absolutely. They, they were pretty poor that night. There was a really disappointing night and they ended up 2-1 down with three minutes to go and oh. forgotten man Derek Ossie turned up with his first, his only Dundee first league goal. Only um, which could be a massive one. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a league winning goal, that one. Um, but I had a, a look back at the, the stats of all the, the games between the clubs this, this season. And if you just look at the stats of that game, Dundee were disappointed in their, their performance and they scored a bit of a lucky first goal through Paul McMullen. But in terms of shots and chances created, they were they were better than Queen's Park that night, which tells you that even if Dundee aren't quite at the best, they will still get chances. It's all about taking them. Right. Well, after this, we'll, go, we'll move on to another exodus from the city this weekend. Well, Alan... What do you think? That, oh, he's not here. <laughs> he's still... He's still he's, one of us will have to go and pick him up after yeah, this. Like no. United at St. Johnston, they sold 2,700 tickets. I think you said 40 minutes. I think, yeah, I think it was Jim Goodwin that said 40 minutes. Aye. Yeah. A great chance to take another huge step towards safety, isn't it? It's, it's massive. I mean... Just the opportunity to be able to overtake St Johnston. I mean, you look back, what, Could three, four weeks ago? Two weeks ago. It just didn't look like... St Johnston looked maybe one result away from being safe, possibly. Um, and now suddenly teams are right on their heels. United have, have come good exactly when they needed to. And if you go four wins on, on the spin, I mean, you've got to be feeling you can add a fifth and then... Yeah. Go on from that. I mean, it's it's some run that they've been on in recent weeks. They've, you can see the confidence has come back. They've had a, a wee bit of the rub with the green, which is always handy and and does make a, a big difference in a league as tight as uh, the Premiership. But they go into this game, I think, looking at looking for the win, which is a complete change in mindset from from the past few weeks. And maybe would have accepted a draw when they were in that really bad run of defeats. Yeah, they go to McDermott Park with at least half the crowd. They win that one. They've got the two teams currently below them to come at Tannadice. They couldn't really ask for any more, could they? Ideal scenario, isn't it? It's, 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 it's set up for them, and why why can't they do that? The way, the way they've been playing prior to the split. 
Um, just quickly on the on the fans, phenomenal response. Yeah. After that, I mean, and I've got to say, for for two thousand seven hundred tickets to go in forty minutes, it must be a really good website that's in Because <laughs> normally, when you're trying to get tickets and there's a lot of people on, you could be there for hours on end trying to get a ticket. But yeah, I mean, but. Jim Goodwin will be desperately, desperately hoping that, that I know it's only a mini break. That hasn't, that hasn't sort of yeah. doesn't uh, 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 stop them the form they were going prior to the break. You know because Jim Goodwin, if you remember back at Aberdeen, <laughs> it's a different scenario completely. But prior to the the, the winter break, the, I think they beat Dundee United the, the last mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. prior to the winter break, and things were looking rosy for Aberdeen after that. And then we all yeah. know what happened after that. Now that was it's a different scenario, a different time. I'm sure it won't happen. But in an ideal world, I'm sure Jim Goodwin would have rather just kept playing. He'd rather had play. a game last Saturday. Well, absolutely, he? absolutely. But it's going to be a cracking, cracking match against St Johnston. From a position of safety, now look as though certainly if this result goes against them at the weekend, they'll get dragged right mm-hmm. back into it. And for Dundee United, if Dundee United pick up the win term, you know, just looking at the, the points total, they'd be on 34. I, th- I reckon one more win out of their final four games would, would be enough, certainly to certainly to avoid the automatic mm-hmm. relegation slot. I mean, you say dragged back to it, isn't it? But I mean, in, in, in a Saturday apart, I hope St. Johnson recover. Yeah. But but they're only two points above the playoff place. Now, if they yeah. end up in the playoff place, that's because they'd be going into a playoff in terrible form, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. It's it has been a slide. It's a slide that's cost the manager the manager his, his job. job. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes very, very difficult to arrest. But that's what Jim Goodwin, well, from previous experience, you'll know <laughs> that. And so he'll be saying as you know, your team, let's get out there and get right at St Johnston. They're vulnerable at this point in time. You know, they're, they're leaking goals. They're, they're struggling to score goals. They, they can't win games. Let's make them pay. Let's get up there. And with, with the backing of it, I mean, they'll have half the crowd you would expect up at McDermott mm-hmm. Park, you know, or, or near enough. Um, you know, they could, they, could, they could shout them onto what could be a, a massive victory for them. But... Uh, Again, it'll depend on how the, how the players perform. United have had two guys that have been, have, not just two guys, have, have, have pulled the team along, but the key players, McGrath and, and Stephen Fletcher, have got the, the big goals that have made the difference. And, uh, you know, you've got to give credit to the, the back line as well. The, the goalkeeper, Birgit, came in for mm. huge criticism earlier on this season. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I think he's making saves, but every keeper makes saves, but he's having quiet games. And as a goalkeeper, yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. You don't want to be, the, the goalkeepers don't want to be the star of the show unless you're actually, you've got to be, you know, but that's what he wants. That's what he needs. He needs a run of games where his confidence got up. And he, I think he's always been quite a confident guy. I still tend to be mm-hmm. that, that way anyway, but... The guys in front of them deserve credit. The people who've come in and, and done a job in there, the centre backs and, and the full backs as well, who are, are given license to get forward as well. So, as again, it's another, it's, it's going to be another nervy affair. But United are going into and on a real run of form, and I think they could go up there and get a winter. Yeah, and I mean, the bizarre thing that strikes about me in, in a good way is United have gone from the team that you say if you stop Fletcher, they won't score. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's not get carried away. They've not scored a barrel load no. of goals, but looking at their performances, Fletcher's scoring, and the way the way he links with his teammates, and the way that Jim Goodwin's now set up the team, 
teams that play against them are going, well, there's no real pr- prolific scorer here, mm. but there's danger from three or four areas. Yeah. And uh, that, especially teams that are struggling, like St. Johnson obviously are, that gives them a, a headache for yeah. Saturday, doesn't but, it? Well, we've seen that obviously McGrath scored, Niskanen scored. Uh, they might have Middleton back over, over the next couple of weeks, uh, which would uh, then boost that even further. Um, and Ian Harks as well has, has come back. He's been yeah. fairly quiet in terms of goals and, and stuff like that. But I think he's he's he was a big miss. I would say yeah. over, over the past few months, just his energy and he can get between the boxes. I, th- I think that's been I really important. He supports strikers really well. Yeah. Harks doesn't. And he do, he comes up with big. Go- he has come up with big goals yeah, in the past, and it, I wouldn't put it past him to do it again. I think Jim Goody's not, United aren't trying to overcook it anymore. They're not trying to play multiple passes at the back, multiple passes in mm. midfield. They're getting forward as quickly as they can. I think he's told them, get the ball forward, get it down the sides, get it in the box. And they've got players that can do that. You've got, you, we spoke about Harks, and, and, but in the wide areas, they've got good players nisking in. They've got the, the fullbacks. Freeman likes to get forward. Mm. Aziz Behich likes to get forward, and they're doing it quickly, and it's giving teams real problems because if, if you dally 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 all it does is allow the opposition to get their men back yeah, behind the ball yeah. and, and then that, that makes it tougher for strikers to get into a situation where they can find themselves actually by chance at goal so yeah it's, it's not been rocket science from United but it's working it's working and they just got to keep, mm-hmm. keep plowing the and same furrow St Johnson's big problem of late has been goals I think since Nicky Clark got injured that they've had a big problem creating and taking chances Stevie May's done really well this season I think um, kind of rolled back the years a, a few times um, but he's not been scoring of late and, and that's I think that's been their, their big issue is getting the goals um, they, did, they, they, they did approve a bit against Hibs yeah mm. there was a, a yeah I think there was a, an impact from Steve McLean uh, or changing manager anyway different voice and, and all that and the one thing that's been in their favour, in St Johnson's favour and in Stephen McLean's favour, is this break that you're talking about. I was going to say that another reason Jim Goodwin would not wanted yeah. the break. Yeah. Stephen McLean's now had a yeah. two week run at yeah. getting his because, message over to players. Because I think United and Goodwin used, they were quite fortunate and quite early in Goodwin's tenure, there was a week break and mm. then there was another one maybe a, a month later and I think he really used them yeah. to his benefit to. Get, get his ideas across in the training ground. Yeah, in St. Johnson players, there will be a, a strong realization that they can now be relegated. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think they felt they always had enough, but as the teams have closed up, Dungeon United have, have, have shown that, you know, a few wins and you're catapulted up there. But one thing St. Johnson, I would say, do have in their favour is that, like Dundee, they can go for draws. Draws suits St. Johnston yeah. when you're playing against teams who are below you in that league. Just don't mm-hmm. don't lose the game. Obviously, when we'd, we'd see them almost over the line as well. But uh, yeah, it, it should it should be a, a terrific game. It's, it's set up, and you know, um, I, I just think United have got the edge because of what they've done over the last month or so. Not even the last month, the last three three weeks or so. And uh, you know, I think I think they'll they'll come back with three points. I mean, I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at United's fi- fixtures. I've got uh, Ross County after St. Johnson, and I'm doing what I always do. I'm not. I've never been a game at a time <laughs> guy. Um, but I mean, amazingly, United could be safe in two games' yeah. time if they keep their form going. And it, it's again to me that's worth. You should to me you should always be able to prepare and focus on the next game. 
but talk about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm wondering if I'm Jim Goodwin, if I'm going to go to the players, you could be you could be on your holidays or a couple of games of the season to go. Think think of a month ago if I'd have said that to you, you would have thought I'd come to work drunk. <laughs> Do you think thirty seven would be enough? Well, I think just with, with the circumstance, if, if, if they win another two games, if they win their next two games... They give themselves that cushion. They give themselves yeah. a cushion, and I don't see them losing then yeah. three on the bounce. It's uh, it's an amazing... I mean, another thing that strikes me, we, we keep saying about Jim Goodwin, he, he's one of the stories of the season in the way that he went to Aberdeen as a guy that always looked in control, as you say, Bear, it was largely after the world break for the World Cup. Lost his way at Aberdeen spectacularly. He's coming at United, and from minute one, he's been totally in control. And I, mean, I would say, even as as big as Saturday is, as 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 precarious as their current predicament remains, I don't think it's the daftest thing in the world from a turnaround. Oh, Jamie McGrath, we're definitely wanting him here next season. He's he's talking about the future. Mm-hmm. It's not, he, he's talking about you know plans for a successful mm. club, although, uh, although he in, did, in a measured yeah. way. He did. I think his quotes were whichever club I'm at or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's making. I, th- I think he's re- maybe reminded the United uh, board decision makers that. Um, Aye, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't hang about, and if, uh, if he gets the job done, a couple of unnamed yeah. English clubs uh, so far. But I'm sure that uh, I know the I, I know the source of that particular story that came out in the West early in the week, uh, and I would trust them. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. They wouldn't say clubs were interested just just to do Jim Goodwin a favour and get him the United job. No, but I, I know. I thought it was a, a nice wee reminder he put out. To his, to his bosses that they shouldn't hang about if he gets oh, the job done oh, he's get, got, get he's, the contract sorted. he's got a yeah. living to make that's yeah. real. It's, 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 it's a two way street and I'm sure that United bosses won't be doing anything until they are convinced yeah, exactly. that United are going yeah. to be a premiership team next season that, 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 that's first and foremost because if and, and fingers crossed it doesn't go the opposite direction and Dundee United are relegated you know, I yeah. don't see Jim Jim Goodwin now they put him on a two year deal that makes life very difficult for everybody concerned uh, maybe not Jim Goodwin because he's got the security of a, of, a, of a contract but I don't see that I don't see that happening he's been brilliant he is looking at the bigger picture of course he's got he's got he's got to start thinking and he's, it's good to see he's not just thinking about the players at the top end the, the players that are in the team he's actually he's been speaking up a, a few of the young lads mm. as well you know going forward saying suggesting that they've, they've got real prospects of getting into the Dungeon United team so that's what I mean yeah. Some, sometimes is that because I mean it would be great if they get Jamie McGrath next yeah. season on a permanent deal but it's not the end of the world if they don't no. but is the thing right now the same as he's been speaking about uh, some of the, the young kids doing well and stuff like that and what great futures they've got mm-hmm. it just it's, banging my microphone here I'm so carried away <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's moving the sort of agenda away of from that everything depends mm. on and us yeah. staying up. He's been, which he's in been all able ways to do that. The only reason he's been able to do that yeah. is because they've won games. They've uh-huh. won their last three games and he's now able to turn the focus. And it's a good thing as well. You're right. Because it's not constantly on the game and uh-huh. the three points. It's about the, the club in general. And it's although the first and foremost, the thing in his mind when he got that job, keep Dundee United up. That's yeah. still first and foremost, but it's not coming uh-huh. across in the in the press room. He's he's looking at other areas, you know. Mm-hmm. And that 
But, yeah, but, but, I'm surprised Murphy's not said a word to Jamie McGrath. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's putting that. I mean, he's using he's using his press conference to create this image. Of we're looking. We're we're a club that's still got a plan to go places and stuff like that. But when he walks on that training park, all he's thinking about is next game, get three points, stay yeah. up. Yeah, and that's what he'd be telling. He'd be drumming at the players this week in training. And, and you're right. Nobody ever suggests that players, you know, go on their holidays early when there's a few. But if you're sitting in a situation where you're effectively safe, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be a chance. I'll be an opportunity for the manager to do different things as well. You yeah. know, you could, you could maybe arrest a few players who are maybe carrying a few mm-hmm. knocks. You know, you know it's, so it gives everybody an opportunity to to just let off a bit of steam. You know, going into the final few games, you, you certainly don't want to be in a scenario where you find yourself getting into the last game and it becomes a completely nerve-wracking affair when you find when you when you look back and go we had it in our hands to go and yeah. get ourselves safe quickly and that's what United should be looking to do over the next couple of weeks yeah so I'm just I'm smiling away at myself here because I'm just thinking back days of uh, the likes of Jim McLean would he would praise a player uh, to the especially us local guys he would praise a player to the hell He'd go downstairs to the dressing room and say, "Didn't believe what you're reading tomorrow's paper." <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and that is uh, uh, in a different way when United were struggling and had a huge result at McDermott Park around 20 years ago under Alex Smith. After they were at one point in that game, they were two, del- yeah, two down two, two, and relegated. Two down, that's right, yeah. By the end of the game, they were safe. Alex Smith was a master at coming in after a defeat. And totally changing the deflecting <laughs> completely. I saw this and I wanted to put a young player on, and it's tragedy. But how are we going to develop young players? And, and everyone came away going, Oh, I forget what he says. I know exactly. Oh, it's, it's, it's a problem. We'll have to address that. And you forgot that his yeah, team, his team had lost 3 yeah. 0 or something like that. I remember <laughs> one game at Parkhead where he did just that, and it was and it, and it does, t- I mean. In the end, results are what matters, and, and people are are not totally daft. But it, you can you can just lift a wee bit of gloom, ease a wee yeah. bit of pressure, with a wee bit of thought and changing the yeah. subject here and there. But that rubs off. That rubs off on yeah. the team as well. It stops players becoming anxious. If the manager's continually going on about we've got to get the three points, or you know mm. this is this is massive, this is make or break. If he continually harps on about that, some players get really really anxious and fail yeah. to perform. Fail to perform. They're frightened. Whereas boys are frightened sitting in the to make a mistake. Room. Yeah, boys are sitting in the dressing room getting changed for training, going to Jamie McGrath. So are you, are you signing for us next week? Yeah. And it's the same maybe Jamie McGrath. Like, I don't know. Nobody's yeah. spoken to me. <laughs> but it's 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 one of these things. It's a, it just I'm, goes. It might be a nice conversation to have in a couple of weeks' time. Jim Goodwin's hopefully got United in the situation, and then even the guys in the press could start asking yeah. people above Jim Goodwin. You know what's what's the situation? And I'm sure. Jim Goodman's representatives will be saying there's even more interest <laughs> Jim Goodman yeah. down south. Yes, but I would, just I, mean, I would suggest, George, that if, if, if Dundee United continue as they are and, and, and complete this great escape, the first contract that's signed at Tannerice uh, in the next month or so will be Jim Goodwin's. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think there's... It'd be bizarre if, if they were thinking any other way, wouldn't it? Um, kind of similar to what's happened up the road. Uh, Aberdeen is former not, club. Yeah, uh, Barry Robson's obviously got a great run. You couldn't not give him that job if Jim Goodwin keeps winning games. Then he, there's just no way he can go. And good luck to the ex-United man Barry Robson. I think it's thoroughly well deserved. And 
maybe it, sh- it shows just sometimes what a change of personnel at a club can do. They, round about the time Jim Goodwin left, they brought in Alan Burrows as chief mm-hmm. executive. Now, a very, very good chief executive mm-hmm. in his time at Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Goes into a club with a fresh perspective, I would suggest. I don't know if Alan Burrows wasn't chief executive of Barry... Robinson would get offered that because Aberdeen, let's be, let's just say it in plain English, Aberdeen are a club and a support at times, and there's many clubs like them. Dundee, Dundee have been there, United have been there. At times, they've got ideas about their station that don't reflect the reality. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure that Aberdeen would have promoted within, mm-hmm. especially a guy that had never been a manager before, as Barry Robson. Uh, as, it, as is the case with Barry Robson but Burroughs has come in and said oh, no this boy's, this boy's doing a job and he's doing a very good job give him, give him the permanent contract he's earned yeah. it and uh, Alan Burroughs isn't that he's, uh, it's his job to make sure that the books are, are getting balanced as well I suppose up yeah. there and, and getting mm-hmm. Barry Robson in is, and I hope Barry's and I wish him well obviously having played down here at Dundee United um, I hope he gets a, a really good deal and I'm sure he would but it will pale in insignificance compared to what Aberdeen would have had to shell out for yeah. a new manager mm. and a couple of new coaches coming in, which might have been the case, you know, and still been paying these guys as well somewhere else down the line. Eh? So, yeah, it's, it's good, good work for... Uh, I think it's good as well. The continuity factor's paid off yeah. here. Jim Goodwin did sign good players, but they lost their way. Barry Robson's come in and he's made a few notable additions in, in, the, in the rear guard, mm. which, is, which has made a huge difference to them. And they now look like a team that are, that are well worthy of finishing in third and can rightly show that if they finish third, I think they get uh, the, the group stage, I think. Not quite the group stage. One, one, one round, one, right, one round okay. before, but the, the opportunity to get to the group stage, which yeah. is worth millions. So, uh, uh, good luck to And Well, fingers crossed, all going well for United. If, if he mm. can add more wins to the board, Jim Gooden, as you say, sign good players at Aberdeen, maybe he can do that again this summer. Well, he did... He did uh, Again, I, I, I still, uh, and I, I, I would think it's still quite raw for him. I don't think mm. he'd want to sit, sit down and speak about what, what, what went wrong at Aberdeen. But, but it's one of the great mysteries of the, the last few years for me. What happened with Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen? Mm. Because at Alloa, at St Mirren, he, he made good signings. He was tactically astute. But it just shows when it when it goes wrong, it can go spectacularly hmm. wrong. Yeah, I think you saw the, the way it went, and then the Darville game just put the tin tin lid on yeah. it. And there was as much as the board, you know, I think you had backing serious backing from the board mm-hmm. up there, but they just had nowhere to go to. They had yeah. nowhere to go, and ultimately, I think he stayed on probably a game too long. The yeah. hips, he should have been he should have been relieved his duties after the Darville game, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a, that was a hard one, and it. It was hard to watch Jim Goodwin walking off the park, Easter Road, on his own after that game, having been effectively sacked, you know, 20 minutes mm. after after the, the full-time whistle. It was also a sign of his character, though. He oh. didn't, didn't he? he walked no, right across no, that no, pitch, no, didn't he? Because he, he, he knew. Yeah. He yeah. knew that he knows the game. He yeah, knew yeah. the cameras were on him. Yeah. Uh, there was no sneaking out or no. anything, was it? No, yeah. no, no. But, uh, as I say, and I've said in previous podcasts, I'm just surprised he came back and he took the United job. Yeah. On. I bet, he, I bet he's glad he has. Now he, he showed, he showed the courage, he's convicted, he showed faith in his glad. own ability 
Um, and he's been rewarded with that. He's, he, he's got a team winning games again. He's put a smile back on the face of the fans at Tandis, which is the most important mm-hmm. thing, let's be honest. And, and hopefully now they can go and finish it off, go and, go and get the, the results they need, and they, and they can start planning for next season, which is great if you can start planning for next season and you've not even finished this season. Yeah, Tandis. I mean, it, it's also a thing we were saying, and this is not a criticism of the United no. fans, the United fans are going for a party <laughs> at McDermott Park. Again, if you'd have said that to them a month ago, yeah. they would have looked at you like you'd had you'd <laughs> been drinking for breakfast. I, I mean, it's it's amazing, and maybe maybe uh, as I say, I'm not criticising them, but they maybe need to temper that a wee bit because there's still a job to be completed here, isn't there? But that just shows you only need to give a supporter like United a wee bit of encouragement just over a few games and suddenly they're back because obviously we were talking a lot in this podcast about the fans being so unhappy with the way their team was being run at the end of January start of February just shows how quickly you can change that with yeah. just getting but things in, right in fairness to United fans that are masters of because there's been periods in the club's history in the, in, in the not too distant past where they've not been happy with regimes or not been happy with managers they, they do strike a good balance between getting behind their team during the game and then making their mm. their thoughts known if, if if they're not happy about something at, at the yeah. appropriate time. I always feel that the way United play and always look to shoot down their fans in the second half at Tarnice. Yeah. It's good when things are going well. Uh-huh. But, you know, you come off there with a bad result, you know you're getting it in the neck as you walk off that part. And we've seen it happen to managers, we've seen players get it in the neck as well. And a lot of them sort of seem to drift over towards the tunnel as they're trying to get out <laughs> and make their feelings clear. Eh? There's been a few games I've been at and uh, down the years and I've watched that you're, things, have, things aren't going well. Five minutes to go and you're thinking, they're getting it in the neck at the end. They score a late goal, <laughs> and they come <laughs> off. They come off, and they're Heels. getting adulation from the fans. And I mean, but like you say, it's 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 a double-edged sword that that if things don't go well and you're coming off at the end, then you could hardly be it. There's hardly a ground in Scotland where you're closer to your own fans as you're yeah. going up the tunnel, and it can uh, it can work both ways for them. But they must uh, they must fancy their chances on Saturday, mustn't they? I don't think there's anything else, else for it. They're, they're, in, they're playing a team who are struggling. They're on three wins on the spin. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you fancy your, your chances of going and going and beating St Johnson? But you've got to respect respect St Johnson. St yeah. Johnson desperately need a, a result as well. And and they're not going to lie down. Yeah, and, and they've got experience there in the ranks as well. St Johnson, you know, they, they were they were a team that was difficult to score against earlier on in the season. They seem they seem to have opened the door a wee bit in recent weeks. Not much. Hmm. You, there's not many games you see St Johnson taking taking patents, but they're coming out on the wrong side yeah. of results, narrow results, which you get in a habit of doing things like that. I, I think they've been, again, they probably need, I've looked at some of their games, they've been a wee bit unfortunate with some of the some of the decisions that have gone against them, some of the goals. That they've, they've but they're also not, even, even their narrow defeats, they've lost games that they never looked like winning. Yeah. And that's always a worry, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, it, it? Sometimes it's not that you're getting beat three, four, five. It's just that nobody can see where the wind's coming mm-hmm. from. That's it. That's it. I would be more worried if I was a St. Johnson fan, like you say, you're worried where the winds are coming from, but they're not at the bottom of the league. Yeah. So as long as they can keep the, this next run of five games, 
what they're sitting on 33 points five points will do them you know yeah. it's somewhere you, you want to get a win because that catapults you away but just don't lose don't lose to Ross County don't lose to Kilmarnock don't lose to Dundee United yeah. that makes it Puts difficult pressure on them, doesn't for it? teams to go past you because they've all got to play one another so somebody's dropping points somewhere ideally Ross County are, are, in, are in that situation that we've seen yeah. Dundee in, in the past where they have to win games. Yeah. Yeah. They have to. Uh, uh, who the Ross County play on on Saturday? Because I live in Saturday. Uh, Levy, I think. Yeah. So they, they've got an opportunity there. I would suggest Levy seem to have gone off the boil a wee bit, but you just never know with that Levy side. Yeah. Well, time will tell. But hopefully, next week's edition, we're sitting here having a wee bit of box fizz. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the Tilly Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tanadice, or go to thetilly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door. <laughs>